In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, this is the fourth Sunday of Lent, which is called Laetare Sunday, which means rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. That might seem hard for us right now in these times, in this tribulation, and in not being able to come to church, and seeing all these empty pews, and having to be watching from home, and then not being able to receive the Eucharist. And it might be hard for us to hear those words, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. And the antiphon goes on to say, be joyful and exalt in him. And I think it's the message that Jesus wants us to receive today. He wants us to know that he is with us always. That he wants us to use this time as a time of purification, as a time of recognizing what is really important in our lives, in coming to understand that perhaps what we put so much importance in needs to start taking a second place to Jesus himself. I wrote the other day in a message I sent out, you don't know what you've got until you lose it. How true that is now. When we can't come to receive our Lord in the Eucharist, because of an illness and a sickness that if we do so, we might be hurting others rather than helping. It seems like a contradiction. And yet, hopefully it will help us to perceive. On those Sundays when maybe we've gotten up tired and we were lazy and we said, ah, I'm not going to church today. And there he was, Jesus was coming for us, but we weren't ready. Or we were just lazy, or we we felt indifferent, or... Sadly, even sometimes without faith. The times when we had it at our fingertips and we didn't take advantage. You know, we're not the ones who do a favor for Christ by coming to Mass. He's the one who's doing it for us. Every day and every Sunday he comes to be with us so that we can come to him, hear his word, allow him to nourish us in the Eucharist, to fill us with himself. What a gift we have. And hopefully this time of not being able to have it will help us all to, to purify our hearts and our minds and our souls, to ask ourselves, what is that which endures? Now, I've been out to the grocery stores and seen everybody getting food and things to make sure they're stocked up and they have, and that's good. People need to make sure they have what they need in these days if they're not able to get out. And the the shelves are empty. And we take care of our bodily needs. But those pass. And our shelves in our homes will probably run out or we'll have to refill them again. What doesn't pass, what is eternal, what lasts forever, is our Lord. And hopefully this time will help us to center on him, to come to him, to find in him our strength. I read the other day how they constructed the Hoover Dam. Now, many of you have gone to Vegas and you have taken that road. When I was a child, we still had to drive over the dam. Now they have this bridge that cuts over the canyon without going on the dam. So you just go down to the dam if you want to visit. But that dam is made like an arch. It hits the rock here and here, and the water pressure is behind it here. And that's precisely so that 
Imagine if it was the other way. The water pressure would break the dam because it would have no support. But because it's this way, as the pressure of the water builds and builds and pushes on the dam, the dam itself pushes harder into the rock. And it sustains itself and the water behind it. The rock is Christ. And the pressures are the tribulations we're all suffering in this world. And we need to be firmly locked in to him, the rock, so that ours won't break, so that we won't crumble and fall apart. This is not a time for sadness or for anxiety or for depression. It's a time to increase our faith and trust in the Lord. Today's Psalm 23 couldn't have been better chosen for this Mass, for the Mass of this day. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose, beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. This should be where our hearts are, knowing that he is our strength, our light, our guide. He guides me in right paths, and even though I walk in a dark valley, we could say that might be what we're walking through right now in the world, all of us. I fear no evil, for you are at my side. With your rod and your staff, you give me courage. The Lord is the one who fills us, who strengthens us, who enlightens us. And we have to trust in him and do so with joy in the midst of the tribulations. St. Paul said to the Ephesians, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. And Jesus himself in the gospel said, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He opens the eyes of the blind man. While those like the Pharisees whose eyes are open are blind to him. I think it's time for us to ask Jesus to open our eyes to what's more important. And sometimes we don't want to see. We don't want to see. Maybe the truth might scare us because we'll have to change. I read a poem about someone who says, this isn't the exact words, but this is the gist of it. I looked in the mirror and my wrinkles were gone. Around the house, everything was clean and in order. Out in the garden, there were no weeds in the grass. I think I'll never put my glasses back on. Why? Because everything looks good when we're not seeing it in the truth. But when you put your glasses on and see, you know, my brother, one of my older brothers, he jokes around with us and he says that he gets up in the morning and he goes in and brushes his teeth and he looks in the mirror and he looks at himself and he says, hey, I'm not that bad looking. I'm a good looking guy. And then he bathes and dresses and gets ready and he goes back in to finish preparing himself and he puts his glasses on and he says, whoa, where'd you come from? You know, sometimes we prefer not to see. Now, he says it jokingly because he's not a bad looking guy. But the truth is, we need to put on those glasses. We need to see with faith. We need to see these times with faith. 
We need to understand that the Lord is working in us right now. And if we're sitting at home or wherever we're watching this or celebrating this Mass, He is with us and will always be with us. He is the one who guides us. He is my shepherd, and there is nothing I shall want. So trust, my brothers and sisters, in the Lord, and allow him in this time to open your eyes. Ask him, Lord, help me. Open my eyes to see you, to know that you are the Christ, that you are eternal, that all of these things will pass away. Not to look for the things of the world to give me peace. Fame and money and pleasures and things that are here today and gone tomorrow. No, let me see you, Jesus. Let me look to you and find in you the strength I need to be the man or woman you called me to be. Because the virus will pass, other viruses may come, Wars will come, other things may happen. Jesus will remain forever. The same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so where are my priorities? Who do I look to? On this day, with all these empty pews, us priests, we look out and we can see you. We can see you there. We know because we see you every week. And, and so we're seeing your faces. And as we receive communion today, our sadness in our hearts that you won't be able to receive him physically is united to your sadness for that same reason. And so we're going to, after we receive, we're going to expose Jesus for a few minutes on the altar in the monstrance so that you can make with us a spiritual communion. So that you can unite your hearts to Jesus in the Eucharist and ask him to come into you spiritually in your heart, your mind, and your soul. Hopefully, and forgive me for saying this, hopefully it will be a painful moment. Hopefully it will be a moment in which my heart longs so deeply to have him that I never want to miss it again. Hopefully it will be a moment in which my sadness brings me to the consciousness, the awareness of my need for Jesus. I hadn't thought about this, but it just came into my mind. When I was a little boy, uh, we would go to daily mass, and the mass was at 5.30, and we were about to leave, and we were, gonna, we were leaving a little late, and I was distracted, and I ate some cookies. My mother was a little upset with me. She said, well, now I'm going to have to ask the priest if you can receive communion because you just ate before Mass. And we got there, and she asked, and he said, well, if he just ate just now, a few minutes ago, then he shouldn't receive. And i never forget, my mother said to me, well, you're not going to be able to receive today. I hope it hurts. Now, first I was shocked, but then I understood. Because when communion time came and I couldn't receive... There was an emptiness, a feeling of, oh, I wish I could have the Lord, my Lord. Well, I never ate before Mass after that. But I learned the lesson. 
Jesus is the one who fills us. We need to find in him our strength. And so I don't say it in a mean way, I hope it hurts, as my mother didn't say it in a mean way. I say it in a way of let this time of tribulation and longing to have the Lord bring us closer to him. Let it heal us from within. Let it push away the sinfulness, the pride, the selfishness, the things that keep us from Jesus, the blindness of our own lives. The Pharisees had eyes that see, could see, but they didn't see Jesus. They turned away from him and sought to kill him. Let's not be like them. The blind man, even before he recovered his sight, believed. Jesus put the saliva, the clay on his eyes and said, go wash. He didn't say, aren't you just going to heal me? No, he obeyed the Lord and went with faith to wash. And then he saw. He believed before he saw, and because he believed, he saw the Lord. And so too, we must believe that Jesus is with us, that he wants us to come to him, and that this is all about that. Let's ask him to give us that grace today to open our eyes to see him, the light of the world, to open our hearts to love him who is our way, our truth, and our life, and to strengthen our wills so that we can live in obedience to his will and give glory to his name. Let's ask God to give us that grace as we proceed with this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.